You're listening to Idaho Sports Talk with Prater in the Ball Game on Sports Radio 95.3 FM and 1350 AM. The Ticket. Prater in the Ball Game, a Boise State game night. Prater says this could end up being one of the pivotal games in the history of this program one of the most important games in the history of this program prater it's definitely one of the most important games the opportunities out there there's a lot of boxes to check ball game well we're joined right now by bj rains and by the way this segment is on all bronco nation news channels it's on all ktik forms of social media and if you want to see what prater is wearing today it's available it's right there on the picture we're live here with B.J. Rains, he's sporting his Utah Jazz hat. I'm sporting a, Mar- a Seattle Mariners hat, and it looks like B.J., welcome. You're sporting a Las Vegas casino hat. What, they pay you, 25 cents to wear that, you cheapo? They pay for my hotel room. Is that enough? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, ball game, yeah, you can yeah. make fun of it all you want. B.J., can you bring one of those back for me? I'll take that. <laughs> I'll do what I can, guys. Do what I can. Got some time at the pool today, and now getting ready for the game. I'm I'm going from you guys straight to Laramie, Wyoming radio after this. So hopefully you guys are a little bit nicer to me. Oh, yeah, that's going to be a fun one. Leon versus Linder, uh, part three tonight, B.J. What's the one key factor for Boise State to be able to win this and do what they've never done play for a Mountain West tournament championship. Stay out of foul trouble, and in particular, Milad and Armouche. I mean, going against Graham E.K., nothing against, uh, you know, Lucas Milner or Najee Smith or any of these other guys. Uh, they need 30-plus minutes out of, uh, you know, uh, Milad and Armouche tonight. So how the game's officiated I think is going to be key. You know, Milad and Armouche doesn't really take a lot of charges, so I have this crazy idea. I think that uh, Tyson Degenhardt should start the game on, on – uh, EK and just take a couple flops and get a couple charges and get him in foul trouble and get him on the bench. So uh, I don't know. I, I think that's going to be the key to the game. Leon told us yesterday on an average game, Wyoming has 50 times a game where they post up either EK or Maldonado. So you're talking literally almost every possession, the ball's going to go into the paint to either Maldonado or EK. So um, how the game's officiated and how Boise State can defend in the paint without fouling, I think it's going to be a huge key in this game. You know, BJ, the styles of these two teams a lot more similar, correct? than that of, say, Nevada yesterday where they want to turn it into a track meet. Boise State wants to get you in a phone booth and beat the hell out of you. Wyoming stylistically kind of matches up with Boise State well, don't they? Yeah, no, they like to slow it down. Like They're much slower. They like to control the tempo. And like I said, they like to use some shot clock, dump it into the paint, you know, work inside out, whether EK or Maldonado, uh, you know, go up for the shot or get fouled or kick it out to Jeffries or some of theirs, Odin, some of their three-point shooters. I mean, that's kind of Wyoming's game. And so, yeah, Boise State, again, has to stay out of foul trouble, has to limit the number of uh, free throw attempts Wyoming gets in this game. You know, the last time they played uh, in Laramie, as you guys know, EK had 33 points, 10 rebounds, and he was like 14 to 15 from the foul line so they've got to limit the free throw attempts and try to control the pace a little bit but Wyoming's game is going to be uh you know uh, just a little bit more tempo and a little you know, control the tempo and uh, they're going to they're going to work that ball into the paints on every possession BJ Reigns Bronco Nation News live from Las Vegas getting you ready for tonight's Boise State Mountain West semifinal against Wyoming 7:30 Boise start time BJ let's go back to that Wyoming game in Laramie a little while ago They scored 44 points in the second half. They scored 72 points total. You just talked about the pace and how they like to push it. How can Boise State's elite defense take care of Wyoming's up-tempo offense? 
Yeah, that's going to be a, a huge key in this game is trying to – that's going to be a big battle is Boise State's defense, Wyoming's offense. And, you know, I haven't checked, but last I looked, uh, E.K. and Maldonado were the uh, highest-scoring duo in the country between the two of them, averaging about 20 points each. And so you're penciling in 40-plus points from those two guys. And so, yeah, Boise State's just going to have to uh, – you know, like I said, I, I keep saying it, but they're going to have to just stay out of foul trouble and, and not allow too many three-point shots. I mean, when they like to pack it into the paint, what usually happens is they kick it out to their shooters for threes. So, uh you got, you know, I don't know if doubling EK will work every time if you're going to leave guys open for threes. So it's kind of pick your poison there, but that certainly is going to be a, a key to this game. And you mentioned that game in Laramie, and that was a tight game with four minutes left. And there was a fifth foul call on, on Tyson Degenhart, uh, and that kind of changed the game a little bit. And so, um, you know, both games were winnable. Boise State, one of them, and the second one, they were right there in the final couple of minutes. So I think Boise State feels like, uh, you know, this is some daunting team that they have no chance to beat. I think they feel like they match up pretty well with them, and I think they're excited about this one. The leader of this team, Abu Kijab, we saw him at the Extra Mile Arena just put that victory on their backs the other night when they clinched the championship. And then in this first tournament game was probably the third or fourth most important player. He's too good for that. Do we expect a big night for Abu Kijab tonight? Yeah, only had 11 points last night, and I think Marcus Shaver, too. I mean, he was another guy that was only 3 of 13 from the field yesterday, even though he had 15 points. And so, yeah, I think Abu Kijab is certainly the leader of this team. He was there in the press conference yesterday uh, basically saying this team's not done, this team ain't, ain't going anywhere. So, um, you know, it's hard to get Abu to say anything about a game because every game you ask him how great was this one, he just says, oh, we're not done, we're not satisfied, we're on to the next one. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. At some point he's going to have to celebrate the win he just had. Maybe that's tomorrow at 5 o'clock if they can win the title. But, uh, yeah, Abu is obviously the, the leader of this team. We talked about it yesterday on and off the court. And uh, his defense certainly will be a big key as well in this game. And, um, yeah, I think uh, you could, you know, 11 points, probably pencil him in for a few more than that tonight. Yeah, he had 26 in that loss at Laramie. Is he a matchup problem for Wyoming? Yeah, it's funny because everybody was talking about Emmanuel Acott. Oh, 6'8 point guard. Well, Maldonado is like 6'8 too. So that's kind of an even trade there at the point guard spot. But, uh, yeah, I think he has a chance to uh, be a matchup uh, problem there on the on the wing. And, you know, he likes to back down into the post himself, kind of like Maldonado does and work out of the middle. So I think Kijab's a big player. But, I, honestly, I think Marcus Shaver is a big player in this game. And, you know, I think they're all big. But, I mean, Degenhardt, he only had nine points yesterday, I think. I think six rebounds. But, uh, you know, again, he fouled out of the last Wyoming game, wasn't in there at the end of the game. I think Tyson Degenhardt has his feet wet now after playing in his, his first Mountain West uh, you know tournament game yesterday, and I think that Tyson Degenhardt's a, a big key to this game as well this afternoon. BJ Reigns, Bronco Nation News, live from Las Vegas. Again, this segment is being uh, broadcasted through video as well on all forms of everything we have here, social media, online, and all that good stuff. Um, BJ, your hotel room looks pretty nice, by the way, man. They set you up pretty good at Circa. No wonder you're wearing their hat, man. I like it. It is, it is very nice. It's a good, it nice little spot there. BJ, I don't, I don't think Wyoming is a hundred percent in yet. Honestly, Indiana is going on this run in the Big Ten tournament. They beat Illinois today. They could be stealing a bid. I don't know if anybody cares out there, but Conference USA, the number one team, North Texas, who went to the tournament last year, they're the one seed in Conference USA. They lost in the quarterfinals today to an eight. Now all of a sudden they don't think they. they all of a sudden they could be a bubble team. In your opinion, does Wyoming or at least have to play well? I mean, they have them in the first four right now. Lenardi does. So it's not a given, I think, that they're in this tournament, which I think makes it even more important for Wyoming and Linder to get this done tonight. I think Wyoming wins this game, BJ. 
Are we allowed to mention Lenardi as a CBS station? Or do we yes. Have to Palm here. I don't know. No. What, we, what I don't. I haven't looked at Palm top. right now, but Palm's <laughs> probably close to it too. But you're yeah, right. You know, if if you look at the bracketology guys and reading the latest tweets from Joe Lenardi, he says Wyoming's in. He says they're in. He says that there's uh you know basically the, all the bubble teams are fighting for the last three spots, and he has Wyoming as the the you know top of the last four in. So you listen to the bracketologist, they're in. But I don't think Jeff Linder's sitting there, you know, going to be sitting there with his feet propped up, feeling good if they lose tonight. So I mean, it's a quad one game for both teams. Uh, uh, it's a neutral court game, so top 50 of the net is quad one. So this would not be a bad loss for Wyoming. Certainly a win would cement their spot, but I think they're still, uh, you know, in a decent spot uh, if they lose. You mentioned all the teams that won today, all the bubble teams. I mean, certainly the bubble is shrinking, and Wyoming uh, has not played great down the stretch here. I mean, they've won two in a row, but, uh, you know, have been in a little bit of a slide. So I don't think they're comfortable, but I think they would probably still get in. But I don't know if you want to take that chance if yep. you're Wyoming. BJ, I saw your boy last night, Bouncer, talking about or putting out a tweet that said, Wyoming fans are outnumbering Boise State fans 10 to 1. Uh, yeah. We all knew that Boise State fans would travel down there better than they have in the past. Wyoming has always been one of the best down there. The entire state empties out. Is there any kind of fan advantage for Wyoming tonight? Well, how about this, guys? It's kind of a unique way they did the uh, seating. So each of the 11 teams gets like a section, and basically each each quadrant of the arena has three teams in it, like, and they're kind of layered. Well, it just so happens that three of the four teams playing tonight all are in the same quadrant of seats, Wyoming, San Diego State, and Boise State. So you're going to have one-fourth of the arena 100% full, and then the rest of the other three-thirds of the arena, two-thirds of the arena, whatever it is, three-fourths, a little bit sparser. So it's going to be a little weird because the Wyoming and Boise State fans are going to be literally sitting right next to each other um, but, uh, yeah, no, they, they had a huge crowd. They travel really well. And then now the fact that they're playing well and, um, you know, doing well this season, yes, it was uh, – I don't know if I'd quite go 10-1, to 1, but it was probably 7-1 to 1 or 8-1. to 1. It was a huge advantage for Wyoming. I do know uh, some Boise State fans that uh, uh, couldn't make it down until today, so I think Boise State will have a little better contingent tonight. But, uh, yeah, it, it'll be a, a big pro-Wyoming crowd. And that Wyoming-UNLV game yesterday was was uh, pretty, pretty insane how – 50-50 that crowd was and how awesome that atmosphere was. So you got the top four teams, all those fan bases traveled, knowing they were going to be in this game tonight. I think you're going to have a big crowd for both games, but I would just think Wyoming will easily have the best attendance of the four teams tonight. You know, BJ, I know you haven't been in the town as long as Prater has here and covering this team, but, you know, Prater thinks this could be the biggest game in Boise State basketball history tonight. What do you think on that? Yeah, I saw Connor Johnstone, a former golfer at Boise State, tweet that out earlier, and I, I texted you about that, Johnny. It's a very interesting thought because uh, I can't go quite that far, but, I mean, they've never played in the Mountain West Championship game. They've never won an NCAA tournament game. Um, they are going for a program record 26th win, which would, would lean you know in that direction. Um, I, you know, it would take a little more time. I would, I would trust Prater's judgment over mine, but I would say it's probably top five, maybe in that five to ten range. Uh, I would have to look at it more. But I mean, any of the games – in the NCAA tournament, it's hard for me to say those aren't uh, bigger than bigger than this one. But um, you know, if they get to the championship game tomorrow, I, I you know maybe that changes things. I think you do have the fact that, as I said, they've never played in the finals. A win tonight gives them a school record, 26 wins. So those would be two reasons why you would say it's a very important game. You're playing for potentially a six seed if you win the tournament. Um, yeah, it's a it's a monster game for Boise State for Leon Rice for this program to continue their ascension as becoming a basketball school. But uh, semifinals of a conference tournament game. I'm not quite sure I can say it's the biggest game in school history. Yeah, I think that's fair, BJ. And there's probably, as you guys both said, there's four or five or six games out there where you could debate them and there's really no wrong or right answer. And what the emphasis of what I was pushing on is it's taken the last month for the psyche of the Boise State fans to jump on board and not say anymore, uh, Leon's going to screw it up. 
they're on board, and they're clearly on board with this team. And if he loses tonight, and I don't think he will, Johnny thinks they're going to lose. I think Boise State's going to win. I think they'll probably lose to Colorado State in the final tomorrow. But the psyche, if you can get past this game tonight, or if you lose this game and then you lose the NCAA tournament, it's like we're going into the offseason. It's like, oh, they couldn't get it done again. And the ramifications are offseason consequences, bigger, better contracts, bigger, better booster support, bigger, better fan support. Jeremiah going out and asking for money for this foot or for this basketball team to to fix the infrastructure. That's what I mean in terms of it's just important to finish strong with no blemishes so they can go into this offseason with this great killer psyche about something good that they've done. Yeah, and I'll, I'll agree with that. That all makes sense. But I'll I'll uh, not only am I on your side for tonight, Prater. I think they win the tournament. I'll I'll I'll, I'll come out and say it. I said it yesterday if they won the game yesterday, I thought they were going to win the tournament. I just felt like yesterday was the game they need to get over the hump. They survive. They kind of take a deep breath. I think you continue to get guys healthier. The guys not be as sick. Uh, I think they come out and get to the championship game tomorrow. And if they play Colorado State. Uh, we are, you know, in Vegas, uh, you know, I, I would feel very confident that Boise State could win this game tomorrow. They've talked for two weeks about how they want another chance at Colorado State. They, they, if they get to play Colorado State tomorrow in the finals, I would feel very confident that uh, Colorado State wouldn't get them for a third time this year. BJ, is this team on borrowed time? I asked Prater this earlier today. I want your opinion, too. And I say that meaning if they lose tonight and then they lose their opening round game in the NCAA tournament, are fans still going to stand up and applaud this season and say it's maybe the best season in the history of this program? Or do you think there's going to be a big yeah, but, or all this other stuff at the end? Is this team on borrowed time right now with this fan base, or they still have at least a little bit of work left to do? Oh, they'll be the 2% of haters that even if Boise State got to the Final Four, if they lost that game, they say, oh, they couldn't get to the championship. I mean, there, there's that, that small <laughs> there's that small number of people that you guys know that for, are just waiting. They've just got the tweets already ready tonight if they lose or when they lose in the first game. So, I don't know. I mean, uh, you're going to lose the last game regardless, right? I mean, you're, you're going to. You're not. I mean, let's just be honest here. The chances are they're going to lose the last game they play. The only way you don't lose two is if you win the Mountain West Tournament. So, I don't know if a two-game losing streak to end the season now all of a sudden means that they couldn't get it done in March or, or um, you know, whatever. So, I, you know, I get that sentiment, Johnny. There's certainly a, a, a small fraction of Bronco Nation that probably will uh, take that side. But I think the the, the, the large, uh, you know, portion of the fan base, the, the, you know, normal fans that realize what's going on, realize that once you get to the conference semifinals, yeah, I, I agree. I think you're, 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 you're on house money at this point. You mm-hmm. just try to try to win and get to the championship. Once you get to the NCAA tournament, it, it's all gravy. And maybe you get an upset and get a win and get to play coach K or something in the second round. I mean, I just, no, I, I think from whatever happens here on out, it'll be one of the greatest seasons in program history, but they still got a chance to make it the greatest with a couple more wins. Think about this guys, you know, the Boise state moment of moments, the Fiesta bowl, January 1st, 2007. Could you imagine Boise State in a second-round game against, like BJ just mentioned, Duke, and like winning that game? What that would do for basketball and have that whole Fiesta Bowl type of feel again. BJ, I appreciate the time, man. Well done. Uh, enjoy your coverage on BNN. I'm sure you guys will be going live after the game. And heck yeah, man, we'll see you Sunday at the Selection Sunday party at Extra Mile, man. See ya, bud. Should be should be a lot of fun, guys. Appreciate it. Appreciate you, man. Hey, we need a contestant. Rock, jocks, and pop culture. We're playing it a little early today. 208-424-9300. Call that number right now if you want to get a certificate to Biscuits and Hogs and play a little rock jockage. We're doing it next. Prater in the ball game. Idaho Sports Talk. KTIK the ticket. This 
is Idaho Sports Talk with Prater in the Ballgame on Sports Radio 95.3 FM and 1350 AM. The Ticket.